Welcome to God's Word, Transforming Lives podcast. I am your host, Amy Diane Ross, wife, mother, Bible teacher, who's passionate to disciple women through life using the Word of God. On this podcast, we will use the Bible to discuss topics that we all face from emotional and mental struggles, married life, single life, physical health, and everything in between. If you are ready to live in victory in every area of your life while learning the Word of God, I'm here to help. The Bible really does have all the answers for life's crazy roller coaster ride, and I'm excited that you have chose me to ride along with you. Today is Mental Health Mondays, where we explore everything mental, emotional, and physical health. We're ready to break some strongholds using the Word of God. Enjoy the episode. Hello again, sisters. Welcome. Today, we're going to talk about anxiety. When anxiety moves in, because that is what happened to me uh, about 28 years ago. One day I woke up, I was perfectly fine. Everything was great. Thought life was great. And I woke up one day and I was really nauseated. And I thought, okay, you know, that's kind of weird, but you know, there, there's just this crazy nausea. Well, then it kept going on for days. Well, after I had had this extreme nausea for several days, I thought, I wonder if I'm pregnant. You know, I had had a young baby at, at the time. And so I remembered very clearly what it was like to be pregnant. And so I went and took a pregnancy test. I thought for sure, I bet you I'm pregnant. And I was not, I was not pregnant. And I thought, what is going on? And so after continuing to go through this, I went, finally went to the doctor after about a week and I said, man, I'm having all this nausea. I don't know what's going on. And, and they said, you just have indigestion here. Take some, I think it was Mylax or something at the time or something that you take to help with the nausea in your belly. And and so it was this white chalky stuff and it didn't really work. And then from there after like, so from the nausea, then I went back again with the nausea and then they gave me this um, uh, prescription medication um, for nausea, which completely knocked me out. I was, I, oh my gosh, I'll never forget how I felt on that. I felt like I was on, like in a trance. It was awful. So anyways, so days turned into weeks and weeks kind of turned into like a month. And, and now I'm starting to have all these other types of symptoms. So now I'm having nausea. I'm having, and and I changed my diet. I did all these things. I was thinking, well, maybe it's because I'm eating something or this, that, and the other. Nothing mattered. Then from there, I started having like shortness of breath. And then I would have, I was having heart palpitations and I would get um, like tingling in my hands and in my feet. And then I would get like, my lips would get numb and you know, just vibration like this. I feel like there was like, I was having a stroke. I felt like, you know, the like everything was like, the world was like kind of caving in on me and, and my head would get all weird. And, and it just got really escalated really fast. It got really crazy, really fast. So now I'm thinking, oh gosh, there's something really wrong with me. And so I, st- I went to the doctor and I was like, listen, I, you know, I think I might have, you know, brain tumor, you know, your my mind went to the worst, you know, I'm having a heart attack. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. My arm would go numb, like the whole nine. And so I would go to the doctor and they'd say, no, 
they'd run all these tests. I mean, I even remember one time they had me come home and wear a heart monitor for like a week to see what, if anything was changing with my heart and, you know, there was, everything was fine. And and every test I would take, everything they would do, they would just say, nope, you're fine. They said, I think you're just stressed out. I think you just have stress. And I was just like, stress, how can stress do this to, to a person? Like I did not understand at all that, um, stress could do any of these things. And it just didn't make sense to me. And so finally I just quit going to the doctor, but what happened was I wasn't getting better. I was getting worse. It got to the point where I didn't even want to leave my house because I thought I was dying every day. Every day I thought today's the day I'm going to have a heart attack. Today's the day I'm going to have an aneurysm. Today's the day. Like my mind just went into like these just, um, really crazy thoughts and, and fear just plagued me. I had such a fear of dying and a fear of death and really a fear of trauma. I would say like trauma, like I'm going to, you know, be in the hospital suddenly with all of these, you know, things. And so I started kind of like not even wanting to leave my house. Now I was like 20 years old, very active woman. I was newly married, newly had a baby. Um, I had a business, an upstart business that I had started with my mom and I moved into this new home at the time. This is before all this had happened. I moved into a new home and it was like this really big old home, which I loved. And I literally did every single room, like decorated it really cute and did all this stuff. And I did all the work myself and I had, you know, like this extreme perfectionism that where everything had to be perfectly clean. Everything had to have its own spot. Everything had to be a certain way. And, you know, looking back, I had no idea that these were symptoms of what was really going on, you know? So what was, I had a very traumatic childhood, a childhood where I was repeatedly sexually abused. I was um, verbally abused, emotionally abused. I was physically abused um, in some very, Uh, extreme dramatic ways. And so coming out of my childhood, it left me full of all this trauma and grief and um, just no idea how to deal with it all. Now, I didn't put two and two together thinking, oh, this is my childhood. This is my childhood that, you know, caused all this. Um, I just assumed we don't know what I assumed with my childhood. I'm an adult now. I'm free. That's all I could think of is, okay, I'm free. I can go now and just live my life. And, and my goal was just to be the best mom I could be, the best wife I could be, to be a business owner, you know, and just to present this person to the world where nobody would know what I came out of. You know, I always had that mask on, was always living in that fantasy world. So, cause I thought if I don't acknowledge it, if I don't if I pretend like it never happened, if I pretend that I had this great childhood and this great life, then that's what it is. And so I thought I could just pull my bootstraps up and just be who I wanted to be now to the world. But unfortunately, what what was really going on with me, which I didn't find out, it took years because, you know, back then we didn't have Google, we didn't have the internet, you know, you couldn't just Google all your symptoms and learn all these things. And so I had no idea. And the more I became locked in by this fear, the more I became locked in in my head and these symptoms were real. 
Like I wasn't crazy. Like I literally was having, you know, my, my eyes would just go blurry for no reason. I would feel like I was going to pass out. My legs would get really jelloly and like I couldn't walk. And it was just insane things. And when you hear over and over again, well, it's just anxiety. Maybe, maybe, you know, they didn't even say the word anxiety. They say, I think you're just having, I think you're just stressed out and you need to maybe, maybe you can go see a counselor. And I thought, how's a counselor going to help my brain it feels like, like it's vibrating or my eyes going blurry or my heart palpitations. Like I didn't, couldn't correlate. I was a young girl. But here to find out I had, um, acute, I had what they call panic disorder, um, excruciating panic attacks. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, perfectly a sound asleep. And all of a sudden I'd wake up in the middle of the night out of nowhere. My heart would be racing like 180 miles a minute. And I would jump up out of bed and literally feel like I'm going to throw up and pass out all at the same time. And this would happen night after night. It was, it was absolutely terrifying. Um, and so, and I, what it was, I had also post-traumatic stress disorder from my childhood because of the acute panic attacks and the PTSD, I ended up with ergophobia, which is fear of leaving your house, fear of the marketplace, because I was so afraid to die. I was afraid that I would die in front of people or I'd have a traumatic experience in front of somebody. So I was afraid, well, maybe I'll go to the grocery store and I'll pass out and there'll be nobody to help me. Or, you know, I'll be driving and something will happen and I'll get a bad accident. So it got to the point where I started not wanting to leave my house because my house became the only place that I felt safe and comfortable. And so sometimes I would push through and, and I would leave the home because I'd have to, to do these things and I would leave, but I would always be very aware of my surroundings. You know, where's the close, is there, how close, is there an ambulance close by? Is there a hospital close by? You know, if something traumatic would happen, who's around me, who, who can help me in this, in the, in my mind was always racing of, you know, the worst case scenarios, like what if, to the worst case scenario. And it just kept me in a constant state of, you know, just anxiety and, and, and fight or flight. And even like today, you know, as I was looking over this, you know, this is, you know, mental health may is um, mental health awareness and month. And I haven't thought a lot about what it was like back then for me I've been set free for you know uh over, well over a decade um now probably about 14 years or so and just looking back and remembering what it was like was was it was like digging up that hell because it was like hell for me on earth. And I know we can't really compare anything to hell because hell is going to be so horrific. And I get that. And I'm not meaning to downplay a reality of eternal damnation. But what I'm just saying is for me, I was so locked into my head. I was so locked within my body. And I was so young. Like, And I was so ambitious and driven. Like, I wanted to live life. I wanted. I had spent my whole childhood being locked into a cage and being abused and you know I, I wanted to be free to go and like conquer the world you know and just live life and and I had all these dreams and visions and aspirations and I felt so locked away within myself and the more locked away I became the more depression set in and then suicidal thoughts and it just it was it was really truly being 
locked into your own mind and people would say, just, just don't think about it or just that's not going to happen or whatever. Don't worry. And it wasn't like that. These irrational thoughts and these irrational fears just come upon me. And, and before I know it, I'm in a full-blown panic attack and um, it would wear me out and exhaust me so bad emotionally that the only time I could get relief is like when I would sleep. And so I just needed to like sleep more because I'd have these extreme panic attacks and episodes that would then ex drain me and exhaust me so bad emotionally that then I would just have to sleep to try to get some energy back. And then at night I wasn't sleeping real well because I was having them, the panic attacks. And so what I learned was that grief is cumulative and from my childhood, having so many different types of episodes and experiences with different types of abuse and living in a constant state of fight or flight, never knowing from day to day what my life was going to be like, it, it accumulated. And so what happened was when I became, you know, at a certain age, we call it like the tea kettle effect. If you have a tea kettle and it's, and you just keep putting water in it, put water in it, but then you put it on the heat and you turn the heat up and you keep turning the heat up. Eventually the heat is going to cause the water to boil up. And then you're going to have the explosion of the steam, which causes the tea kettle to go off. And that's what happens with grief and trauma and abuse and loss. And these things, when it's not dealt with, the heat just keeps getting turned up and turned up and turned up. And though I can't think of anything specific that happened when I was 20 to all of a sudden make me wake up one morning and that's all when it began. All I know is probably just all the pressure I was putting on myself to be like this wonderful mom and this wonderful wife and good housekeeper and business owner and these things that it just finally set the tea kettle off. And that was it. Once that tea kettle went off, it was like, I couldn't get the steam back into the tea kettle to deal with what was in the tea kettle. And I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't have, there wasn't the resources back then. There wasn't the, um, I was a young mom and had money. I couldn't just go and see psychiatrists or whatever. And, um, you know, and so I lived like within my own personal hell. But I, one thing I do remember is my grandmother would always say <clears throat> to me growing up, she would say, Jesus, Jesus is the answer to all your problems. And the problems can be found in the word of God. Like the solutions are in the word of God. And no matter what you're going through, you know, seek Jesus, seek his word. And so that was her faith. And that's what she taught me. And I admired my grandmother so much. I loved her so much. She was my biggest cheerleader growing up. And so I immediately just started, you know, seeking the Lord. That's when I really started looking towards Jesus for the answers. And I would read my Bible and I would just, and I would pray and I would say, Lord, help me. You know, what is this? I don't want to be like this anymore. And there's a whole story within all of that and whatnot. But the point is, you know, it didn't happen like overnight. Like I didn't just start reading my Bible and start, you know, um, suddenly becoming, you know, free of everything. What did start happening is as I pursued my walk with the Lord and I started reading his word and I started declaring his word over me. And what I mean by that, what I mean by declaring his word over me is when I would read certain aspects of the word, when his word said, be anxious for nothing, you know, I have you in the palm of my hand. When his word would say, I'll never leave you or forsake you. 
when his, when, you know, when his word says, cast all your cares upon me, I did not give you a spirit of fear. You know, these things were his truths and his promises. And I knew that what I was going through was emotional and mental. It was not physical. And so I knew that God would and could free me from this bondage. Mm-hmm. And so I, what I would do is I would, when the thoughts would start coming to my mind, I started taking every thought captive. The word says, take every thought captive, renew your mind with the word of God. And so I just started opening my Bible and I would read it out loud. I would read um, portions of scripture and I would just read them out loud and I would come into agreement with the truth of God's word, you know, and, and I didn't matter how many times a day I had to do that because there were still time in the beginning years of trying to become healthy and whole. Um, I was locked in my mind and then it didn't matter, you know, so it wouldn't like work right away is what I'm saying. It would work for that temporary moment and then I'd feel better. And then all of a sudden the thoughts and feelings would come back again. So I'd have to open my word up again. And I, but what, what changed my life was the consistency of learning who God is, the consistency of believing him and taking him at his word, also dealing with my childhood, dealing with unforgiveness, dealing with the bitterness, dealing with anger, dealing with the truth. Because like I said, I lived in a fantasy world. That's how I coped in my childhood. I coped in my childhood by, I had to pretend like I had, I was, I had to go to school to pretend like everything was good at home. I had to go to school. I had to, you know, go place and pretend I wasn't being sexually abused or whatever. So I learned how to pretend. I learned how to wear a mask. And so I had to tear all those things down. I had to tear the masks down. I had to tear out, out the fantasy and, and get to the truth of what I went through, the, ex- the, the extremeness of it, you know, that it, it was, it's not something to take lightly, but grief and the loss, I lost safety. I lost trust. I lost power out over my own body. I lost decision-making. I lost my childhood. Um, I lost so many different things that I lost and I had to deal with these losses and this takes time. This is like pulling an onion back one layer at a time, you know, and still to this day, the Lord is still pulling back layers of my life. That is the sanctification road. That is the journey that we are all on. But because the Lord and I have dealt with so many layers, I no longer have post-traumatic stress disorder. I don't have panic attacks. I don't have depression and suicidal thoughts. These things do not plague my life anymore. And um, I will say with post-traumatic stress disorder, because uh, the abuse started when I was such a young child, I do believe my brain kind of was formed. That's your formative years of your brain. It's the first, you know, several years of your life. And so I still have um, different things that I do. Like I, I, I jump easy. I scare easy. Um, you know, things like that. I'm still kind of sensitive to my surroundings, you know, and, and those things, not necessarily a bad thing, but just, you know, so I noticed that there's some of those things that haven't gone away, but nothing that controls me. It doesn't control my life in any way, shape or form. It's just a part of who I am. So I want to just remind you, if you are struggling, if you are battling with anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, suicidal thoughts, there is hope for you. 
And life will not, does not always have to be like this. After I, I went through it chronically for 13 years. So it started when I was 20. I started finally figuring out things with the Lord at like 33, you know, and then I, I've been free. Um, like I said, it took a couple years and, and it's taken a lot of time and a lot of work. It takes discipline. It takes consistency. It really does take God's word just transforming you, coming into agreement with what his word says, and a lot of work. Um, you know, I would have been, I'd taken, you know, been in grief recovery for, you know, I've done several classes. Um, I was still, I'm a grief recovery specialist and I still have loss. I still have grief. I still have things that come up from my childhood where now I have this wonderful tool set, this action tool set that has helped me be able to recover with not only the grief and loss and trauma from my past, but anytime something comes up in my future, because we're living a human experience. So we're still going to experience loss and grief and these things. And so, but now I have an action tool set that I can put into place immediately, work those tools and keep it moving. I don't have to, now I don't have to add stuff into the tea kettle and just wait for the tea kettle to explode again, because you have more grief and, and loss in life. And so I'm so grateful for the grief recovery method program that, um, I took so many years ago and then became a specialist myself and now help so many people also become free. So, but I started reading God's word, reading it out loud, came into agreement with what his word had to say. When I felt like I couldn't read, because there were times when I was just curled up in a ball um, and I just couldn't move and I was so paralyzed with fear, I would just start singing. I would, I would go all the way back to start singing, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And I would just sing it over and over and over again. I'd put on worship music and I would just let the worship music and I would just sing and I would praise him. I'd be like, I feel like I'm going to die. I feel like I'm going crazy. I feel like I'm going to get locked up someday. I would have just these extreme panic attacks and I would say, but I'm praising you anyway. I worship you, Lord. I love you. And I, I trust in you. And I know that you have every hair of mine on my body numbered. I know that you care more for me than even the sparrows in the sky. I know that you will never leave me or forsake me. I know that I'm resting in the palm of your hand. And I would just praise him and worship him with the music. Um, I would read the word out loud. And then I would say, you know what? If I can't serve, if I can't do something, I'm gonna while I'm here in this state of just anxiety and I feel like I can't, you know, leave my bedroom right now, I'm gonna pray for people. And so I would just start praying for people and I would just start um, praying over them, praying over their lives, their families, lost loved ones. I'd pray over the, the nations and I would just pray and pray and pray because it got myself focused off of me and what I was going through. And it made me focus on somebody else and praying for them and what they may be going through. And I'm telling you, it didn't change overnight, but it changed it's kind of like that day that I woke up and all of a sudden I had nausea. And then from there, it just spiraled out of control. All of a sudden, one day I woke up, woke up and I was just like, I haven't had a panic attack in a long time. Wow. I'm not really having those suicidal thoughts and my depression is lifted and I'm not, I don't have a PTSD. All of a sudden things just because of that consistency 
day after day, working through things, using God's word, learning more about God. I started learning about theology and doctrine and, and who God is and his wonderful attributes. And, and I started learning like about apologetics and, and other religions. And, and I delved into church history. And I just, I just really put myself and surrounded myself with the word of God and the truth of God's word and surrounded myself with worship and praise and thanksgiving to him, no matter what I was going through, no matter how I was feeling that day. And then I started praying for other people and getting outside of myself and starting to serve other people and do for other people. And all of a sudden, over consistency and continuing to, to do this day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, not having perfect days throughout all of it, those chains broke off me and I've been set free. See, we live in a day of age, especially in the Western culture, where we want everything instantaneously. We want it right now. We want, we want deliverance, right? We want someone to cast it out of us and then we never have to deal with it ever again. That is not the word of God. That is not what God talks about our sanctification process. Once we're born again, it is a glory to glory being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. This takes a lifetime. And so whatever you're dealing with right now, that's the part of the onion of your life that needs peeled back. That's the box that needs unpacked. And I want to help you unpack that. God wants that unpacked for you. He wants to, you know, bring that healing, bring that that freedom to you, freedom of the mind, freedom of the emotions, you know, whatever that is. And I want you to know there's hope. That's all I can tell you is there's hope. There's, I can't give you this, you know, you do all of this for 10 days and take this pill and do this. And it's, that's it. You're cured. But I can tell you that if you get consistent, you discipline yourself to really get into the word of God, to praise and worship, to serve, to to um, do these things consistently. Start looking at maybe the things that you're eating. Start looking at some of the things that you're putting into your body because that too, I've noticed that, you know, hormones can play a, play a, play a part. Um, things that we're putting in our bodies, different chemicals and processed foods can really affect us. Um, you know, there's all these different things that through the years I have learned that has helped me just continue to get healthier emotionally, mentally, and physically. And so it is truly a journey um, with the Lord, with his word and with his people. We, we can't do it alone, sis. We cannot do it alone. We need one another. Um, and that was another thing. I didn't have anyone to help me back then. So it's that's why I'm so passionate about being there and helping others, um, because I, I know what it was like to do it alone. And it took me a lot longer to get free because I believe because I um, didn't have that help and that support system in place. So I just want you to know that um, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And, and, there, and that is not just a scripture that we throw out there and it sounds good. It's true. I met a man named Jesus. He made me born again. He gave me a, a, a new, he made me a new creation. He lives inside of me. His word is alive and active and has transformed my life, continues to transform my life. I am continuing on the journey of getting whole and healthy in every way, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. It is a journey that I have been on 
for over 15 years and my life is transformed, continues to transform, and it will continue to keep transforming until I become glorified. And so I am so excited to be on this journey with you. I pray that you be blessed today. I do have a, um, if you want to know more about the grief recovery method and, and what I do, the classes that I teach, go to my website and there is um, a, a link you can click on and I, I'll talk to, I have free 15 minute consultation where we can just talk and see if it's something that fits you, fits some for you and something you want to do right now. Um, also, maybe you just want to do some one-on-one -on -one discipleship um, or whatnot, just go to my website and I, I would love to connect with you and help in any way I can. I did create uh, some verses. I put together a little free thing that has, you know, about 13 verses of that you can read out loud and just come into agreement with. If you're starting to have that panic, start to have that anxiety, take these verses, start reading them out loud and some action steps that you can take um, just as reminders, you know, with the worship and these things. And, and so all of this will be in the show notes um, below of this podcast. And I want you to know that I am praying for you. I have free Bible studies on YouTube where you can just go line by line, taking one letter at a time and, and just start learning the word for yourself. And I have a free uh, community on Facebook that you can connect with, with other sisters that have gone through what we go through and have gone through and who are there to pray with you and love on you. And so, you know, I'm here. I'm here to help in any way that I can, and I'm praying for you. God bless you. This is Mental Health uh, May Awareness for Mental Health, and I just want you to know you don't have to suffer, and Jesus does love you, and he did take it at the cross, and um, He, his word really is alive and active, and he will transform you through his word and through his life. I am living proof of that. I tried everything out there and nothing worked until I met a man named Jesus and he absolutely changed my life. God bless you. Have a great day. I pray you enjoyed the teaching today. If God has blessed you in any way, then head over to the review section and leave five stars. I may just share your review right here on this podcast. Also, share this episode with anyone you believe will be blessed by today's teachings. If you want to connect with me and be a part of an amazing sisterhood of believers, then head over to our Facebook group. The link and all other links that I mentioned in this show today are in the show notes below. Just click on them and they'll take you where you want to go. As as a reminder, be the church today, wherever God has you, shining the light and the love of Jesus. Y'all mean the world to me. Until next time.